welcome to the Point of Impact podcast with Rick McDaniel. Thanks for joining us today. Get ready to be inspired and motivated to live a high-impact life. Now, here's Rick. Welcome to another episode of the Point of Impact podcast. I'm Rick McDaniel. Thanks again for joining us today. One of the things that I've said in the past about doing a podcast that is unique for a guy like me who spent years speaking and preaching is that it gives me an opportunity to talk about things that I just really have never had an avenue to do before. When you go to speak somewhere, whether it's a convention or it's a conference or it's a corporate event, you're, you're there with a particular topic to speak on that you're known for or that the group really wants you to speak about. If you go to a church, you're there to preach a sermon, and, and that's pretty well defined as to what that's supposed to be, at least for a guy like me. It's always going to be from the Bible, and it's always going to be uh, applicable with points that you can put into action in your life, and it'll be inspirational in nature. So this podcast, one of the things that's fun about doing it is that it gives me an opportunity to talk about things that, frankly, I just never would be able to talk about in any other setting. It just never had a chance to do it. In fact, some of the things that I have covered in this podcast are things that I've maybe written about before because writing was then the only opportunity to do that. But now with a podcast, I have a chance to do things that really even writing because, you know, not everyone wants to publish uh, everything I might want to talk about. And so you've got to sync up with the publisher and make sure that they're interested in, in what it is that you want to speak on. Or maybe they don't consider like today's topic, they might say, well, Rick, you know, you're not an expert in this field. You, you are an expert in certain things, but something having to do with like weight loss or fitness or something like that. And though I don't have, uh, you know, any sort of fitness uh, certification, I'm not a dietitian or anything like that. I do think I have some significant qualifications, uh, like uh, you know, forty years of working out and all the all that goes with that. Uh, so, uh, athletic background, uh, all those sorts of things, and and I can and just not only the fitness working out part, but what we'll talk about today, the part about you know how you eat and how you do those things. So we'll get into all that in a second. But before that, I just want to talk about just a few other things. One is that I just uh, signed some documents having to do with the final stages of of my book that's coming out in January. I I now have a date. It will be January the 4th. On January the 4th, my latest and newest book, This is Living, Daily Inspiration to Live Your Faith, is coming out. Really excited about it. It's the first time I've ever done what is sometimes called a devotional book. In other words, there's a reading or a devotion each day. So there's 100 of them. So in 100 days, if you read every day, you you don't have to, but they're, they're segmented that way. So it's really great for people who are not maybe big readers. Uh, This is a way to read a book, uh, you know, one bite at a time, how to eat an elephant, you know, one bite at a time, how do you read an entire book? Well, uh, one little portion that'll take you maybe three minutes to do and over the course of a hundred of those you'll you'll have devoured the book you'll you'll have read a book so that's good it's also just great because it it's a just a super boost for your day it's really good i think to do at the beginning of a day just you know spend three minutes and read a great story and and hear some just inspiring thoughts to get you started on your day 
So super excited about that. And in the days to come, follow if you follow me on social media, and maybe it's time to just talk about that, at Rick McDaniel on Twitter, Rick McDaniel underscore official on Instagram, Pastor Rick McDaniel on Facebook. Uh, if you follow me at LinkedIn, Rick McDaniel, President High Impact Living, those sorts of things. The, you, you, if you follow me, and if you're not, you really should. You should be doing that. I post quite a bit. I post almost every day on Twitter and Facebook and uh, fairly often on Instagram and LinkedIn. You'll get to see the cover of the book and, and there'll be opportunities uh, in the days to come to be able to uh, pre-order the book so that literally the moment it comes out, it just gets shipped automatically to your house and you've got it. But I'm really excited about it. So just be looking for that. So I'll be talking more about it. And just again, want to encourage you, I do have the daily devotions with Rick McDaniel on pray.com. Just go to channels, scroll down and you'll find me. You'll see my picture. And again, you can listen then to devotions that are read to you. A new one, Monday through Friday, daily, new, new devotion comes out. You can also listen to it live if you want on Pray Radio, which is also part of Pray.com, 2.30 on the East Coast, 11.30 on the West Coast in the morning. So lots of ways to, to do that. Really excited. I did a message on Sunday service with Pray.com. And there was over 1.7 million impressions for that message that I did. 1,713,470 to be exact. So big response. Excited about that. So pray.com, definitely a place to go if you want to get more of my stuff and get it literally on a daily basis instead of just this podcast that comes out every week. All right. So I want to talk to you today about 10 habits to lose weight forever. 10 Habits to Lose Weight Forever. So as I mentioned earlier, I've been on a lifelong journey in this regard. Uh, I, I would never be one of those people with a before or after picture because I never have ever gained weight where I would ever take a picture of me gaining weight that I would have to lose weight. I've consistently eaten right, although I've eaten differently. Can talk about that, uh, and I've continued to exercise and work out my uh, my entire life. Started when I was in sports, and I just carried it over with me the entire time. So, not not by the way, not here to say that I'm the same weight I was, you know, or, or anything like that, because that that's not not the case. But again, you can build muscle, and muscle weighs much more than fat. So even though I was a pretty big guy as a ball player. In my earlier days, uh, you can your, your body as a man especially will continue to mature well into your 20s. But I have been somebody that has been able to have a great degree of health and fitness. And, and, and just in terms of the health, I have never spent a night in a hospital. Never. I have never had any type of sickness or disease. Um, the only thing I've ever had at all would be that at one point I did have to have my gallbladder taken out, but I did not stay overnight in the hospital and uh, I had kidney stones. Uh, um, so that's, that's the sum of it. Uh, and, you know, I haven't had to be on all kinds of medications or anything like that. So I know, I know a bit about health and I, I've tried different ways. Uh, way back in the day, I, I subscribed to the low fat type of eating and, uh, but that was before I realized that eating carbs, which were not necessarily fat, were actually not so great. And I've tried that, uh, shifted over. I am a proponent of intermittent fasting. Uh, I've been fasting 
for years for spiritual purposes. So maybe it was it's just easier for me to do. But I find that that is a, a really a great way. I think you can really not only lose weight, maintain weight, but also just feel better um, if, if you do it the way I do it. I, I don't really believe in the skipping breakfast part. I, I think breakfast is super important to get rolling in your day. And I think it's a mistake, I think, even though my son and other people I know and, and respect uh, choose that way. But I think if you quit the evening eating, man, that's, that's huge because as your metabolism is slowing down, you're not putting anything else into it and uh, it can just make an enormous difference. And you feel, you know, you'll wake up hungry, that's for sure. I will tell you that. But you'll, you'll, you can sleep better at night without food in your stomach. I was watching a commercial the other day and the guy was, you know, like in his pajamas going to the refrigerator in, you know, at midnight or whatever. That's, I think, a hugely bad idea uh, terrible really for your health to, to do that. So I, I know, I know about it. I also, through the years, you know, I've, I've done the heavy, heavy lifting in my younger days. I still throw around a, a fair amount of weight cause it's just, just, uh, what I like to do. And when you're bigger and stronger, obviously you gotta use more heavy weight to get a response. But, uh, I certainly have incorporated various cardio. I do some of this hit uh, high intensity uh, training to, to, to help burn uh, and also just uh, change things up to keep things fresh. So there's a lot of things that you can do and you know we could talk a lot of episodes about it. Maybe we'll come back to it, but I do think there's something particularly uh, you know about eating right in terms of creating a space where you're more likely to do the right things. And uh, this is really just about your surroundings. Now, I'm a huge believer in, in you know, discipline and, and routine. For instance, I work out the same days and times all every week. Every week, it's the same days and the same times. It does not change. So to me, that's one thing. It's just my appointment. Like I have an appointment with myself for my health and my fitness, and that's that's what I do. And that that is on the exercise side of things. But in terms of your surroundings or your environment, it's just really important uh, to create the right environment because what it does is it cuts down on the inevitable temptation that can come your way, that, that, that comes all of our way. So let me just jump into this and I think you'll see where I'm going. 10 habits to lose weight forever. So the, the, the first one would be uh, don't leave snacks on your kitchen counter clear off the kitchen countertop. Uh, Brian Wansink, who's the director of the Cornell Food and Brand Lab, looked at pictures of 200 kitchens and he found a distinct link between a woman's weight and the food she lives, leaves sitting out on her kitchen counter. Listen to this now. Women weigh 26 pounds more on average when they stash soda on their counters. 20 pounds more when they left cereal out and eight pounds when cookies were involved compared to those with say pristine countertops. I mean, that's some stunning direct research right there. If you get it off your countertop, it simply means that it's out of your sight and out of mind and you just cannot easily grab it. It's such a simple hack, as they might say, 
And I just think it's the first thing that you should do is clear off the counter. No food on the counter except, and I'll, I'll make the exception to that in a moment, but I can tell you that exception will be healthy food and not unhealthy food. So just, just think about that. Just get off the counters anything that you could just quickly and easily grab. And again, just, you know what I find fascinating is 20 pounds more with cereal out and eight pounds more with cookies. Man, I would have told you for sure it's the reverse of that. 20 pounds with cookies and eight pounds with cereal. But that's what the research says in uh, 200 kitchens. So, But I mean, just the stunning, if you're a woman, you just hear those numbers and you think, holy smokes, you know, just 20 pounds. I mean, that's the 20 pounds I'm trying to lose. Well, you know, there it is. So don't leave snacks on your countertop. The second habit is keep healthy snacks in clear containers. In other words, when it comes to nutritious uh, snacks between meals, ditch the aluminum foil and store your snacks in a Ziploc bag or plastic wrap. Now, just listen to this. According to a study in the Journal of Marketing, people are more likely to binge on treats in transparent packages. So if you put the healthy stuff, if you put the nuts, and if you put the carrot sticks... If you put those things in a Ziploc bag, you're more likely to binge on the stuff that's good. If the transparent bags hold the bad stuff, you're going to binge on the bad stuff. So it, think about what can I do? Buy some of these. My wife, we have a ton of these, you know, not just the Ziploc bags, but the actual, you know, the actual containers, the plastic see-through containers. And you put the stuff in the see-through containers and then those, when you go looking for a snack because your countertop's clear, what you find or what you bring with you to work, it's healthy, it's clear, and that's what you'll end up eating. Man, it's just so simple. All right, here's the third one. Eat your food off smaller plates. Now, I had this experience and let me just tell you what happened to me. We used, we watched this show called Turn. I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's it's really good. It's about the spies with General Washington during the Revolutionary War. Well, that show was filmed around the area in which I live. And so they used this giant warehouse to store a bunch of the, uh, you know, costumes and props for that show. They actually um, also had a soundstage in there. So when it came time for that show to end, they actually had an auction in which they auctioned off all these props and costumes and all this stuff. And so my wife was interested in it. And so she was like an online thing. And then, you know, you could go pick it up. And, and by the way, on a side note, I only wanted one thing, which were some really nice leather journals. Like just let there was a set of five of these leather bound journals and my wife was totally focused on getting some of this, um, I don't know if it's China, but, you know, plates and cups and things like that from that era. And she got so wrapped up in that that she completely forgot about bidding on what I asked her to bid on. And so I never got what I wanted about that. But she ended up winning. So she went and she picked up her stuff and then she came home. And the first thing just struck me was, holy smokes, these plates are so small. They're so much smaller than our normal plates. 
and you just can't put as much food on the on the same plate and i just was amazed it was like wow you know like just trick yourself just eat off smaller plates so go back to the director of the cornell food and brand lab right so he not only looked at countertops but at tableware and what he found was amazing uh, i mean it doesn't take a genius right to figure out if you serve yourself less food then you're not going to have as much space, right? Like less food, less space for less food. So by simply downsizing from a 12-inch plate to a 10-inch one, now listen, you could actually end up giving yourself 22% less food. Isn't that fascinating? Even better, if you use a tablespoon over a serving spoon, you could save yourself 14%. So that with less in front of you and less pressure to finish the plate, you know, if you were raised that way, that's how I was raised, you know, you eat everything on your plate. You start with smaller portions, then there's less to consume. But again, let's just go back to this 12 inch versus 10 inch, which is exactly what happened. My wife brought back plates that were 10 inch plates and we were used to eating off 12 inch plates. 22% less food from the start. Just in other words, these are the things that you just make it easier on yourself. You make it easier on yourself by starting with the smaller plate. This stuff works, friends. I'm telling you, it works. Here's another one. Organize your kitchen. You know, whether you're a clean freak or a slob, it's good to keep the kitchen tidy. In a study in environment and behavior, this is fascinating. A messy kitchen over a clean one can actually lead to eating 40% more. When women were given cookies in kitchens overloaded with mail and newspapers and dirty dishes, they consumed almost double the calories as women eating in a spick and span clean kitchen. So ditching the clutter ends up being a key to slimming down. I mean, what's the worst that could happen? You'll have a clean kitchen, so then you won't have to worry about ants or other kinds of bugs or, God help you, cockroaches or whatever. You'll have a clean kitchen. But just the idea that a kitchen that's clean and then countertops that are empty, you just see how you just start with the kitchen and just get this kitchen right. And right off the bat, you could end up losing a significant amount of weight and keeping the weight off as you continue to keep the countertops clear and the kitchen clean the way that it's supposed to be. But it's just amazing to think that one that's all cluttered and you end up consuming almost double as many calories. Research doesn't lie, friends. That's, that's it. All right, here's another habit. Prepare healthy foods in advance. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's just, that's just, reality what you prepare is what you're going to end up eating if you've got cut up veggies waiting for you in the fridge it's just going to be e easier to then eat those than to eat the, the unhealthy snack it, it, when you prep your meals it's just really really makes a difference it's important the odds are that you're, you won't reach for a bag of processed junk or pick up fast food on your way home if you've already spent the time and effort of creating something else that you prepared ahead of time. You write out your grocery list with that in mind. You prepare the meals 
that you bought from your grocery list. And then you're well on the way. I mean, many people just end up eating poorly simply because they're hungry and there's nothing prepared to eat. And to prepare something's going to take too long. So they take the, the more unhealthy food. This meal preparation thing is nothing new. Uh, but it, it's again, it's a winner. I think this kitchen thing is really fascinating. I think that's that's an insight for a lot of people. But if you'll if you'll prepare ahead of time and plus, you know, then if you put the work into preparing, it's almost like you feel like you should eat it because you prepared it. And so it's just like a positive loop there. You know, it's like a positive feedback loop for you. All right. Here's another great habit. Eat without the TV on. Really important. Study in food quality and preference. The sound of our eating has an effect on our consumption. I mean, that's remarkable, right? Tune into your crunching and swallowing and you'll consume less. Researchers found that when people blocked eating sounds with music from their headphones, they ate more food. When people were watching TV and were focused on TV, they ate more. And I think we all know that to be true. You're watching the television so that's your focus and your focus isn't on your eating. And so you just consume more. So you want to hear yourself eat. Now, I, I, I want to just jump in here real quick and just do just a little bit of, of a parenting lesson here and just say that I just think it's enormously important for families to eat eat meals together, especially dinner. Everybody gathers at dinner and they have the, they go over their day. There's communication that that's the kind of thing that should be happening. No television. I, I just, I really don't see a time short of like, you know, like if it's like a ball game and people are over and you know, that's kind of, it's more like a snack type thing that you're doing and people are eating and watching the game, but just regular TV viewing when you're supposed to be having a meal, bad idea, just I think bad idea all the way around, it, it's not a winner. All right, let's do the seventh habit. And I want to just kind of go back to this organization thing. And this time, keep your fridge organized. It's no secret you're more likely to eat what's front and center, right? That's why you get it off the counter. Get the junk stuff off the counter. But then think about this, reorganizing your fridge. Make sure that the first thing that you see when you open it up is fresh produce, a healthy snack, a meal that you prepared, something in the see-through container. By stashing the sweet stuff on the bottom shelves or in the back of drawers, you forget about those, say, diet derailers. If the unhealthy stuff is the first thing you see, it's just going to oh, I should have some of those cookies though. I just, the ones that are all ready, I just have to turn the oven on and pop them on a baking sheet, boom. Then that's what's gonna happen. But but if they're in the back, hidden by the Greek yogurt, then it's better chance by the fruit, better chance you'll just end up eating that. So this just idea of organizing, you know, just this simple concept in these various habits of just organizing your entire kitchen, countertops, fridge in such a way that it works for you. Instead of working against you, it works for you. All right, when it comes to snacks, 
ration your snacks. In other words, regardless of what you're snacking on, it's always better to set aside the portion before you dig in. Don't just open the bag and just keep consuming and consuming and consuming. You look at like, even like the candy, you get like the big family size bag of say M&Ms versus the individual bag of M&Ms. I mean, you could just go to town on that and when it's all said and done, you could have ended up eating two or maybe three of what would be a normal bag of M&Ms, which are gonna be a couple hundred calories. So imagine consuming five or 600 calories when you could have stopped at 200. Researchers at Cornell found that people given a bag of 100 wheat thins ate 20% more than those who were given four smaller bags of 25. In other words, the same 100, but one in one, bag was 100 the other four bags of 25 it's just 20 percent more and you know this this starts to add up now 26 percent 20 percent these numbers that keep coming up these are huge numbers over weeks and months this is pounds pounds that you don't gain so if you can just go into it with that, you're way ahead of the game, way ahead of the game. All right, establish healthy reminders. You know, an apple day keeps the doctor away, right? But you know, who remembers to reach into their fruit bowl every single day? So if it's not a vital part of your morning routine, like brushing your teeth or you know tying your shoes, you have to find a way to force it into your morning methods. Like, like for instance, you put your keys on the counter and then next to your keys, you put the apple. So when you reach for your keys to head out the door, you're more likely to grab the apple or the banana at the same time. And then eventually this becomes just like a forced habit. It becomes a mindless, healthy habit. So you put the banana, you put the apple, you put it by your keys, you grab your keys, you grab those and you're on your way. Then you've got them with you. And then when you're hungry, you eat the healthy snack instead of the unhealthy snack. It's just putting healthy eating on autopilot by making it habitual, the good habit. Establishing these good habits that cause you to lose and keep weight off. And they will work. They absolutely positively will work if you put them into practice. All right, here's one more. Keep this, keep the snacks out of the office. And you know, this is really something because some of you have been working from home and now you're going back to the office and you know exactly what it's been like. I had this experience. I couldn't believe in all my career of going to the office all the time and never having any snacks in my office, never snacking. I mean, I just virtually never. I could go weeks, maybe months without ever eating anything between meals in at my work or my office. But then you're at home and you're like, the kitchen's just right over there. You really, you know, you say, well, I can't control the candy bowl that's set out at work. Uh, well, you can control how often you walk by it or the route that you take to get there. And you certainly have a say for what's, you know, on your desk. Keep your snacks, you know, buried. So in bags that you aren't see-through that you can't see 
and then again have the healthy snacks where you can see them so that when you find yourself wanting a snack that's what you'll take meal prepped snacks healthy snacks Again, if you prepare a meal and bring it at lunch, maybe you be like me, you won't even need a snack. I've just never really my entire life just never been a snack person. I don't eat. I virtually never eat between meals. And if you train yourself to eat the right meals to begin with, then you won't even want the snack. But if you do want a snack or you find you're in that transition, then the answer is to have the healthy snacks and make sure that those snacks aren't around because if they are around, you are going to eat them. Again, I experienced this firsthand. I ate things between meals I've never done in my life because I was working out of my office in my house. And I was just, I was amazed by it. It can happen so easily. So if you could just take these 10 simple habits and just get them into your regular flow of your life then it'll just begin to work for you. Smaller plate, organized kitchen, healthy snacks, snacks that are in, in, in see-through bags. These sorts of, you know, if you just do this and you, you know, prepare meals ahead of time, don't eat with the TV on. If you just, if you just get these habitual in your life, you are going to lose weight. And more importantly, because a lot of people can lose weight, it's maintaining the loss, keeping it off. And you'll be able to do that and then you'll just love how much better you look and feel. And it'll be easier because you put it on autopilot in your life. Hey, I hope these have been helpful to you. I really hope you'll practice them. And, uh, you know, write me rickmcdaniel.com. Go to rickmcdaniel.com and fill out a contact form. Or, and, you know, let us know how it, how it goes and if it's working for you. Have a great week. You've been listening to the Point of Impact podcast with Rick McDaniel. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to you joining us for our next episode.